Welcome to The Process, the show that talks with you and not at you. Each week, we will discuss our lifelong journey with God. Now, here's your host, Pastor Renee. This is Brother Renee coming to you with The Process. Now, you might wonder where the name The Process came from. Well, as I was endeavoring to serve the Lord and to learn of His ways, I would always set goals. Um, And oftentimes, I, I would miss those goals. And when I would miss those goals, I'd get frustrated. I'd get upset. I feel like I disappointed God. And I would go into this cycle of self-pity and, and woe is me and, and man, I'll never make it. And then one day, like a revelation came to me. This is not a single event. This whole walk with God is about a process of him picking me up when I was a sinner, when I did not know him, uh, with God laying people in my path to tell me about the good news of Jesus Christ. And then when I finally got to the point of accepting Christ, then it was about being raised into his image and into his likeness. I came into the kingdom as a babe. Then I grew, you fall, and all of a sudden it dawned on me. This is a process. I shared it often with my pastor here. Uh, when we're talking about various things and elements or what's going on in the world or what's going on in our church body. And I'll say, Pastor, remember, this is a process. And what we brought about in the first two sessions was simply this. This isn't my process. This isn't your process. This is God's process. And he formulated before the beginning of the world beginning of time. As a matter of fact, God wanted a people who would choose to love him with all their hearts, their soul, and their mind. Now, in order for that to occur, there's a couple of things that have to happen. First of all, uh, we have to have our free will. We have to choose in this whole Christian walk, this whole transformation and to the image of likeness of God is about choices, our personal choices. Our choices are influenced by our past experience, our past knowledge, new knowledge, new experiences, but above all, it's framed by our relationship with a loving God who before the foundation of the world decided that he was going to make a way for someone like me and like you to have a personal relationship with him where we would learn about his goodness, about his love, about his direction. And in learning of that, we would make that conscientious choice to do what? To serve him, to have him continually change us from glory to glory to glory. No one would ask, why me? Well, God says in his word that he would that no man would perish. God wants every one of us to make that choice, to be molded 
and shaped into God's image and likeness. Now remember, back in the beginning, back in Genesis, when God created man, he created man in his image and in his likeness. Quick rehearsal, because it all began. Remember, this is God's work. See, when you finally get to the point of realizing, or we get to the point of realizing, that God, this is your work, then I can cease from my own labors, and I can get my heart, my mind, and my soul into a situation and circumstance where I can say, Lord, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. But that has to come first by us meeting God, us accepting Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, then deciding that I want to walk this walk to its totality, that I'm more and more like Christ. Now, that's a daily and sometimes secondly decision that we all have to make. When we laid out the format before in the previous two sessions, we talked about in Genesis 1 and 27 that God created man. Genesis 3 and 8, you know, we talked about Adam, we talked about Eve. Revelations 12, we expounded upon how Michael battled Lucifer, and Lucifer was cast where? Lucifer was cast down to earth with a third of the angels. Now, Lucifer was always the one accusing the brethren, and Lucifer didn't want to serve God. He wanted to usurp and take over God. He wanted to be God. Now, isn't that familiar? He wanted to call the shots instead of letting God call the shots. You know, our God made the heavens and the earth. And no, we found that in Psalms 115 and 15. And next to this 2011, it's stated again that in six days, God created the heavens and the earth. So if we are God's creation, what has God created us for? Now, he created the earth. Now, I'm going to go to one of my little sports analogies here, all right? In order to be shaped and molded, there has to be an area where God can work on his rough drafts. We are the rough drafts. The finished product is when we get more and more like him. When you go into a when you go to a gym or into a weight room, there are all kinds of machines, there are all kinds of exercises, there are all kinds of programs, and each one is individualized in order to address certain muscle groups, endurances, uh, power lifting, stamina. But the trainer in there knows each one of those machines intricately. This earth is nothing more than God's giant gymnasium so that those of us who choose can go from station to station and allow God to touch all those areas in our lives so we can be transformed into his image and to his likeness. And the neat part of all this is we have the greatest trainer in the world. We have the greatest God in the world who knows what each one of us needs in order not only to strengthen our walk, but to give us peace, to give us joy, to help us through turmoil, to help us through trials, 
And as he runs us through our gymnastics, he knows specifically what we need. And he's given us everything that we need because he's given every one of us the measure of faith. Now, what are we going to do with the measure of faith? We have to exercise it. And that's why it's so important. It is so important for every one of us to dwell into God's word, to get to know him, to allow God to set us down in a body somewhere where we can interact and interface and enjoy the fellowship of one another. This is God's work. This is what God is aiming to do. Again, we talked about God created man. God created Adam and Eve. Um, uh, Michael, uh, you know, was 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 uh, uh, battled Lucifer and threw him out. But all of this was already predestined before the foundations of the world. And you know, another thing we have to remember, and here's the neat part that, that, that we forget so often: God is time. So there's no yesterday, today, and tomorrow for him. For us, there is. But for God, he is time. So time isn't of essence for him, but it is for us. And that's why it tells us in the word that for everything, there's a season. And there's a time for everything under the sun. Where are you today? What season are you in today in your walk, in your development with God? Are you in the spring season? Are you in the fall season? Maybe you're in the winter season. Or maybe you're in the heat and you're in the summer season. But for everything, there's a season. And there's a time for everything under the sun. Again, God says he would that no man would perish. None. God has salvation for everyone. But he's given us that free will and that free choice. And in order for us to have that free choice, now this is now listen to this. In order to have free choice, you have to have some things to choose from. If you don't have any choice, then it's not free choice, it's not free will. When Lucifer was cast down to earth, he was cast down. And whether he knows it or not, he fits right into God's plans because he is the tempter of the brethren. Okay. And he's trying to get his own crew and army together. And he knows his time is short down here on earth. But that's when God gives us that decision making. He brings people in our lives. He brings the word into our lives. He picks us down when we're downtrodden. Uh, he, he picks us up and, and points us in the right direction. But we still have to make that choice day by day and every day. God loves you. God loves me. And in another part of this, we're going to go a little more into depth about who God is, what God wants. Now, when this foundation is put in place, and this should be the end of the foundation put in place, then we're going to talk about a lot of other different things on the podcast. Now, we're going to talk about some of those nuts and bolts things. We're going to talk about addiction. We're going to talk about anger, anger management, depression, loneliness. We're going to talk about gratitude. We're going to talk about self-care. We're going to talk about what is prayer and why should we pray? We're going to delve into 
what is being a Christian. Now, see, and, and there is now all you have to do if you want to start to some controversy is try to put a definition on Christian, which is nothing more than being Christ like Christ like Christ like is being God like God is love and they that love God is born of God and knoweth God. We're going to talk about spouses. We're going to talk about relationship. We're going to talk about friends. We're going to talk about family. We're going to talk about a lot of different things. But above all, we're going to talk about the love that God has for us and all that he has for us. Pastor Renee will be right back after this brief break. Do you ever feel like you're constantly trying to better yourself? Like there's always something about yourself that you wish you could change? Well, the good news is that God is constantly working on changing us into his own image and likeness. It may not always be an easy process, but with his guidance and patience, we can become better versions of ourselves. And just like any transformation, there may be some bumps in the road, but the end result will be worth it. So trust in God's process and watch as he works within you to create a masterpiece. Today's prayer, Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us to understand your process, that we trust that the divine is always with us, and that through prayer we can find our way back to the path of peace, love, and understanding. When we are feeling lost or stray from the path we are supposed to be on, we ask that you give us the strength to reroute back to you. Isaiah 64 verse 8 serves as a powerful reminder that we are mere clay in your hands, and you are the master potter crafting us into who we were meant to be. O Lord, help us to trust in God's process and rest in the knowledge that you are molding us into our best selves. In Jesus' name, amen. Feeling hopeless can be overwhelming and exhausting, but it's important to remember that hope is always within reach. Even in the darkest of moments, there is a glimmer of light waiting to be found. It takes courage to keep pushing forward when all seems lost, but with determination and a positive mindset, anything is possible. Remember to seek support from loved ones and to practice self-care. Focus on small victories and progress, and don't be afraid to ask for help when needed. Believe in yourself and your ability to overcome obstacles and never give up on hope. Please dial or text 988 available 24 hours and 7 days a week to talk to someone ready to help. This earth was set up to be God's proving ground, the greatest proving ground to decide whether we would choose him or whether we would choose ourselves or whether we would choose Satan. There are no original 
thoughts. In Ecclesiastes 1 and 9, we're told, The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done, and there is no new thing under the sun. Now, it may be new to me, but it's not new to creation. And the warfare that's going on for our souls is not new today, nor was it new yesterday. It began with God's desire to have a people to choose to become his people and to manifest his love. I'm always going to refer everything back to the word because the Bible is God and God is the Bible. John 1, 1 tells us in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. In 1 John 4, 7 and 8, and we know that God is love, but it says in 1 John 4, 7 and 8, Beloved, let us love one another. For lovers of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Let me just repeat that. That we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. And one of the greatest manifestations of God's love is allowing God to change us from glory to glory so that when people see us, they don't see our individualness, but they see the love and care of the God that we've chosen to serve. That is the motivating force and that is the motivating power that's going to equip us then to wage this warfare. Because remember, we're not on this earth by ourselves. And the last time I checked, man is not a force. Man is a creation who God has given a choice to choose between forces, to choose between good and bad, to choose between evil and holiness, to choose between spending time in hell or going to heaven. Our 50, 60, 70, 80 years on this earth is our, our proving ground. And what is more important than eternity. With God, a day is a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. But today, today is the day 
that we need to choose to love the Lord with all our heart, soul, and mind. And coming with that word love also must come the word change. Because if I'm loving God, I'm allowing him to change me from glory to glory. Now, we all hit bumps, mountains, and valleys in our Christian walk. That's why the word, the process is so important. When you understand the word, the process, what you understand is that God said he's faithful to complete the work that he hath begun in us. God is faithful to complete the work he hath begun in us. And because of that, and because that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, we have an assurance that as we allow God to keep manifesting his love in, to, and through us, when people see us, they will see Christ in us, which will bring them the hope of glory. Why are we placed on this earth? We are placed on this earth for change. And through that change, that change will draw people to our changer, who is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And when they're drawn to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, then they have the option, they have the choice to invite him into their lives. So they then too become part of the process so that God's glory can be manifested on this earth as he's drawing those into himself so that no man would be lost. Is my mission in life to be a professional? I may be a professional. Is my mission in life to be a football player? I may be a football player. Is my mission in life to be a teacher? I may be a teacher. Is my mission in life to be a bum? I may be a bum. Is my mission in life to... But guess what? God would that nobody would perish. So my mission in life is to let the glory of God show through me as I obediently follow him and he changes me from glory to glory so that when people see me, they don't see me, but they see Christ. And when they see Christ in me, that's the hope of glory. The hope of glory is what's going to cause them to open up their hearts so God can flood in and manifest that same change in them so we can change the world. One witness, one testimony, one change, one act of love, one act of caring at a time. And we can draw those into the Lord that they would have that wonderful relationship and understand what this thing that we call life is all about. It's about getting to know our Lord and Savior. And there is a battle going on for our souls, folks. No, we get our thoughts from one of two places. Either we get them from God or from the enemy. We have no original thoughts. When anyone acts on the thoughts from the enemy, the doors open for the intrusion of one or more of the four levels of demonic influence listed in Ephesians 6.12, which states, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So now the stage has been set. 
the bounty is our souls. The one side, evil. The other side, good. We have that choice to choose what we're going to allow to manifest through us. And what manifests through us will manifest to others that they may be drawn either one way or another. Yes, you are important to the kingdom. You are important to God's kingdom. And that's why it's critical. It's critical for us to embrace the love that God has for us so that we can be his witnesses at home, at school, at work, because everyone that's walking on the face of the earth today it's going to come face to face with our Savior and Maker one day. And we're going to have to ask, answer that question. What did you do with the gift that I sent to you? God's going to ask each one of us, what did you do with that gift of my son that I sent to you that you could live eternity with me with love and joy and peace and long-suffering? Those are the questions, and that's the nuts and the bolts of our whole purpose on this earth. God's gymnasium, God's proving ground, God's developmental place. But remember, this isn't about me. This isn't about you. This plan started way before us. This is God's plan, and we start focusing on what God wants and aligning our decision-making to what God wants and not what the devil wants or what the enemy wants or what the world wants. When we start aligning our light and our sights with what God wants, then we'll see the manifestation of the sons of God and we'll see the love of God being manifested throughout our world, in our families, in our homes, in our towns, in our cities, everywhere. Because God is faithful to complete that which he hath begun. If you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. I hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave a review on www.pastorene.com. That's www.pastorene.com. Please share this episode with others who may be interested in the topic. Also, feel free to let us know what topics you'd like to see covered in the future episodes. Get in touch on the Contact Us page at www.pastorene.com. Remember, that's P-A-S-T-O-R-R-A-N-E.com. See you next week for a new episode. And remember... To always keep God in the driver's seat. Thanks for joining us this week on The Process. Make sure to visit our website, www.pastorene.com, where you can subscribe so you'll never miss a show. If you found value in the show, please tell a friend. And don't forget to tune in for our next episode.